0: On today's episode, we recap Monday Night Football between the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots. Both the NBA and the NFL want you to vote, but whose voice really matters? And are the NFL refs seeking autographs after the game? This and much, much more time to Sideline the Agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda my name is scott with me is kevin and chris welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media we give you our opinions unapologetically nothing is out of bounds and every subject is fair game coming up matt ryan meets bench belichick bobbles quarterbacks No basketball for you, so go vote. But first, we would like you to join our agenda to Sideline the Agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda, everybody. Welcome, gentlemen. How's everybody doing? It is doing good. Good to be here. Glad to hear it. Uh, A lot of breaking news, a lot of things happening in the world of the NFL. Uh, We just actually uh, found out a couple days ago that uh, the Colts, they're looking to move on and uh, bench the injured Matt Ryan (laughs) in favor of starting Sam Ellinger um though uh coach uh, Frank Wright has uh acknowledged that it has little to do with the fact that uh Matt Ryan is injured um nursing a shoulder injury but uh, that uh I guess it's time the time is now um despite the fact that I'm sure the Indianapolis Colts thought that Matt Ryan would help them make a playoff run or maybe even uh win a Super Bowl championship but uh the battered and bruised 15-year veteran is is getting benched uh what, what, what do you guys think about this move i was kind of surprised by this i mean i was thinking you know you go out you make all that effort to get matt ryan and yeah he's he he's not been doing well but at the same time he's been like sacked 24 times i mean you, you, you gotta protect the guy <laughs> you know you can't can't be completely his fault um not a big uh, fan of changing horse midstream, so to speak. Uh, pardon the uh, the the horse pun, <laughs> I suppose, when involving the Colts here. Uh, what do you think? Is this a good move? I don't know, man. This is a a
1: really head scratcher for sure. Um, I mean, they're they're saying it's not because of the injury. If it was because of the injury, then obviously, you know, you got to do what you got to do there, but. Ryan, he has been kind of up and down. And to your point, why do all the moves they did to get him if you're just going to set him at at the halfway mark? You would think that you would at least – Ride it on out to stick on the, uh, the horse puns here. Gallop <laughs> uh, off least, into the sunset. At least, exactly. At least let them ride off into the sunset. <laughs> give them a season. Uh, you know, they're only, what, a, a game out of first place in that division? Right. It's not like they're 0 and 6 or something like that. And Ryan, he's had a couple down games, but he's had a couple big monster games as well. I mean, remember it was just a couple weeks ago. He had like 350 something yards and like three touchdowns. Like he, he's had a couple big games. So it's not like he's just out there just totally being a bum like uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I don't really get this. Uh, it does seem to be the NFL's way lately to just kind of uh, just throw in a new quarterback midstream. We see the Steelers did it. Uh, we saw Belichick just just juggling <laughs> quarterbacks on Monday. And uh You know, last year we we saw Fields go in half. So it's this has been a trend over the last several years. But I'd never even heard of this backup quarterback until the announcement was made. So it's not like he's some hot shot rookie that's kind of like waiting to get in there because you know he's the new up and comer and and Ryan is just kind of holding the seat until he's there. No, this was supposed to be Ryan's team and Ryan's year. And he said the reason he went there was to win a Super Bowl. So. Definitely a head scratcher here. I don't really get it. If you're sitting him for the injury, fine. You know, let him get healthy. But this should be his he, – he's earned the right to at least finish the season out. Yeah, this is
2: this is the Colts dropping the ball. Um, I know that he has – what, a, a, looks like he has a shoulder issue, so grade two sprain of his right shoulder. Guys, Matt Ryan is – I mean – he is hot and cold, but I mean, if you're looking at the the league leaders, I believe he's number two in the whole league with passing yards. He's not a very uh, he's not very efficient as far as you know uh, touchdown to inter- inter- interception ratio. Uh, that's all tied up nine nine and nine, so not very good there. Um, but like you guys said, I mean, the Colts are still in striking distance to grab this division, and now you're kind of just pondering and, and giving it away to. I don't know if this guy's a rookie. I don't know who this guy is or where he came from. Doesn't make sense to me if this is what you're trying to do to make a push for your Colts in my in my mind the Colts have dropped the ball for Matt Ryan. Um I think that Matt Ryan is he's not really surrounded by um some big-time playmakers. Yes, he's kind of absent on a lot of, you know, overthrown throws and uh, uh he's, you know, um and his players are seemingly dropping a ball uh in crucial situations, and I'm not making excuses for all his picks, that's for dang sure. But it just doesn't seem like they've put the court around to support this guy, get him obviously a better offensive line. Um, they have a pretty decent running game, um, but I, I just don't see enough out of the Colts to help the situation. And this is their idea of helping, putting a no-namer back there. Um, and I don't know, maybe they have a, a different mindset. Maybe he can run. We don't, I don't who knows? I don't know. Um, I'm not too into the Colts to so even, you know, do my research on the gentleman. But um, at this point, I, it doesn't make sense. It's definitely a head-scratcher, and we'll just have to wait and see what the Colts are thinking.
0: Well, he formerly played for Texas. Uh, he was a six-round pick in uh, 2021. Uh, he spent his rookie season on the injured reserve list because of an uh, uh, injured knee. Um, and he's worked his way up to the spot that he's at now. I believe, actually, Nick Foles is behind him. Um, So that's even curious too, if that's the case that not only do you have Matt Ryan, uh, does somebody check me on that? Uh, But uh, um, not only do you have the Matt Ryan, but then you have uh, Nick Foles in theory. Yeah, you do. He's at the second spot. I see that now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they clearly have a uh, direction that they're going. Um, this move is is uh, very interesting to me. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, more like Matty Lice, cause he got me <laughs> scratching my head, Matty and I'm trying to figure ice. this one out. Exactly. That's right. Matty Ice now has been put on ice. Um, so what, we'll see how this one plays out. Like you said, Chris, earlier, it's not like they're that far out, you know. Uh, and, and, and and if it was truly all about the uh, shoulder, I think everybody understands. But um, to stress that it's not is a kind of a unique approach. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could, even if you were wanting to make that move, maybe you could let your veteran quarterback save a little face Uh, and uh, say, yeah, you know, his shoulders, uh, he he needs time to heal and then uh, see what happens uh, with uh, Ellinger. But uh, that wasn't the move. I don't know. Um, doesn't sound like a that doesn't sound very good for uh, everybody's mental health for Matt Ryan's <laughs> mental health. You know, uh, Indianapolis Colts always stressing mental health with all those uh, commercials that they're constantly doing. Uh, that's that's interesting too. Uh, you think they'd be a little more sensitive to that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well let's move on uh, to Kansas City and the Chiefs. Their uh, defensive end Frank Clark he's been suspended for two games by the NFL for uh, breaking personal conduct p- policy uh uh clark he was arrested uh last year um for uh in, in LA of all places uh for two counts of misdemeanor possession of an assault weapon and uh was sentenced to 1 year of probation and 40 hours of community service you know this just appears to me like some guy just want to live that life you know what i mean uh what the hells he doing in la what the hells he doing you know with an assault weapon um, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, just, this is, these are just like these classic little things that, I mean, uh, who, who, uh, gay, uh, junior, Willie Gay Jr. He was suspended four games, which I, I felt was a little over the top, but still four games for throwing a vacuum, <laughs> clean vacuum uh, his, his baby mama, um, you know, these things do pop up periodically, but, uh, what the hell is Frank Clark doing, you know, with, with, with firearms, um, that he doesn't have, you know uh uh a uh, you know like legally registered yeah legally registered a you know a, a license to carry so to speak you know w07 style um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this is just uh, another one of those things that uh, uh is is uh, you know biting Kansas City in the uh, in the rear and uh i don't know i feel like frank clark will be missed what do you think two games um you have to check their schedule but uh That's that's going to have some impact.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's having somewhat of a bounce back year. He's 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 got three total sacks so far, several tackles. So he he's coming back a little bit better than what he had last season. But again, similar to like the the gay situation, the Willie Gay situation. Why did it take so long? Like these are right. It's not like these just happened like a few months ago. This is like a year ago. Was so, there like kind a of,
0: sentencing pending or you I, know, I, him being I found guess, guilty of this action? I guess
1: it, it seems weird because the NFL, they they hand out their own uh, punishment, if you will. So they don't necessarily have to wait for the courts if there's enough, because they do their own internal uh, investigations and whatnot. And I think Clark pleaded like no contest to this yeah. stuff. So it's not like there was much question involved. So curious why it took them halfway into the season to dish out a suspension and – also, to your point about the four games to the two, like it kind of shows you what the NFL, I guess, values or. Uh, yeah, seems I, to, I feel like this would like, get four
0: games. You know. Yeah, but.
1: exactly. Especially after all the hype with all the, the gun talk that that we've been hearing about. So kind of interesting there to to see the discrepancy in two games versus four and what they were actually charged with. But again, to your point, this is just this is just dumb. This I mean how long have you been in the league? This guy's been in the league what like close to 10 years or so. He's he's been an established player for a while. He's he's definitely made some money. So why are you rolling around like this? It's just it's
0: cuz he's playing that gangster rap ah, music. Man, it's just bouncing it's, around in his head and he's he's playing the role, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just sad. <laughs> he's going it's down like, strapped he's rolling down the street smoking indo <laughs> sipping on in, gin and juice in
1: los angeles yeah <laughs> in la <laughs> and he's strapped yeah. so it's like have an have an entourage man like have someone else with you that can like have all that stuff be the fall guy like i mean you could pay someone that you know that you grew up with or, or whatever you don't even probably have to pay him that much like they'll just be happy to hang out with you and just be like your protector and they can have all that stuff to just to keep yourself clean
0: like just just be smarter yeah but he just he a, wants the 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 he wants the costume he wants to live that life he wants to <laughs> you know, in his head you know uh uh hey th- we've seen this before too we gotta, it's got it got really you know real with the well anyways so i'm going to go down <laughs> the rabbit hole with that new england dude right that like went to prison and oh, yeah, oh shit. Sure. <laughs> anyway this, this is just yeah. a bonehead yeah. thing this is just him
2: letting his team down you're supposed to be one of the defensive. Uh, captains, if yeah. not one of the you know the more prestigious, and it, you're just letting your team down. You're rolling around in L.A., which what I don't understand. You're rolling around with a in a car with no license plate, and you're packing heat, man. <laughs> not the smartest <laughs> thing, man. I know that you play football, but God, grow some brain cells, man. It's tough to see, especially as a chief, you know. But this, I guess if this gives our guy, you know, Carl a little more playing time, I'm not opposed to that. I enjoy seeing that guy out there. He's doing some work right now. It's looking kind of good, but I will say that the because the, they have a bye this week, guys. With uh, week eight, it doesn't right. implement until the, actually the following week, week nine, and then week ten. Week ten is not so bad, you know. They play the Jags. I they think they'll be okay. But week nine, they play the Titans. Yeah, the Titans that's yeah. you know that's an AFC showdown for sure. Yeah. Um, and these teams they play each D-line. other really well. So I mean, they're gonna we're gonna need uh, Frank Clark in a game. And so again, you just let your team down, and this makes no absolutely no sense. Why a professional athlete gets paid Paid this much money could be this stupid um, and just be out of control at this point. So it's sad to see.
0: Yeah, just a dumb decision across the board. And uh, like you said, Chris, these guys got more than enough enough money where they could hire their own personal protection to roll around with them. But then they wouldn't feel like they're all about that life. All right, let's move (laughs) on. Uh, There's a little bit of a controversy sparked when a video was released. A a journalist caught video footage after the game of the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers game. And it showed a couple of fish officials referees uh, uh, tagging or, or, or um, shouting down uh, Mike Evans in in which they ran up to him they they appeared to present uh, paper and pen uh, wasn't sure what the paper was wasn't sure but it looked like they were hitting the guy up for for the, for an autograph right and this you know on twitter this had all this back and forth there's all the damn twitter know-it-alls where it was like no actually you see this is part of the captain's responsibility he's signing off on the officiating notes of the game you know like they oh, know <laughs> they know whether or not that's <laughs> something that they they do you know what i'm saying anyway there was enough attention brought to this where Uh, 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 several uh, uh, corporate uh, media, sports media entities reached out to the NFL for comment. And well, the comment uh, came back from the NFL. The NFL said that the refs weren't seeking Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans autograph, that they weren't doing that. And that was it. There was zero explanation of what they were doing. And the crazy thing to me is that the corporate sports media just ran with it. They, that, that was it. It's like, okay, cool, good enough. Hey, uh, it looks like the, you know these referees were trying to get uh, Mike Evans' autograph or something. Uh, this this is a bad look. This is a bad look for for officiating. This is a bad look for the NFL. This is a bad look for the relationship for the officiating and players relationship uh, appearance. You know, and just like, oh no no, he wasn't getting their autograph. Uh, okay well what was what were they doing were they hitting them up to you know sign up for 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 Girl Scout cookies for their granddaughters I mean what were, what were they what were they doing what was the explanation <laughs> and how come they didn't provide an explanation now do I feel like this anything you know maniacal was happening that 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 something you know uh some some seedy back door dealings was afoot uh no not necessarily I mean especially you you definitely couldn't argue That uh, Mike Evans benefited from any officiating that happened against that Tampa Bay loss to the Carolina Panthers that day. It's just how it appears. It's not a good look for the NFL. And, and, you know, it's not like, uh, uh, you know, sports leagues are above, you know, You know, seedy dealings when it comes to sports gambling, you know, to people taking dives, people, you know, uh, uh, affecting the outcome of a game in a certain way, a lot of money being put down, you know what I mean? So having this appearance of this kind of buddy-buddy relationship, again, I'm no fool. I'm not naive. I'm pretty sure that these guys have great relationships with the officials and and vice versa because, you know, they work together. Uh, But that said... You, you want to try and uh, keep that, you don't want to break the fourth wall here. You want to keep that behind the scenes as much as possible. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see this video? What were your reactions to it? I, I, like I said, I, I thought it was a bad look for the NFL.
1: Yeah, I definitely saw it and definitely not a good look. But I had one of my big questions answered: was how does Mike Evans get away with so many offensive pass interferences? <laughs> He's signing <laughs> the autographs. That's how this yeah. guy pushes off like crazy. <laughs> who, now that who sure do I make does. it out to? <laughs> now, with that being said, you know the referees can't, you know, help you catch the ball. So you know, he goes out there and drops that that bomb for a touchdown. You know they can't. Autograph won't help you catch the ball. No, um, I I pretty much agree with with most of your take there that I don't really think there was much going on, like, uh, you know, no backroom deals or anything like that, but definitely not a good look because one of the things we've, that has been a common thing this season was, uh, you know, my call for the referee accountability act, you know, this kind of stuff can't, can't fly. And then to your point with the most of corporate media coming out and just spewing the talking points of the NFL, it's their job to protect and promote the the product because they know it's all reciprocal. If they can protect the NFL and promote it by talking about whatever they want talked about, good or bad, as long as they're drawing attention and protecting it the same way, you know they're going to get their clicks and their views, and the NFL is going to save face. So, not surprised that they would pretty much try and just make this a non-issue because they got to try and kill this fast because there's already been so much controversy with all the roughing the passers. And there's typically always at least a couple of really bad calls per game. So if they got this going on where it's looking like there's deals getting made or uh, quid pro quos and whatnot, that that's really not good with the players and the refs. So I don't think there was much there, but some of that stuff were like, Oh yeah, they're just signing some, some official chart or whatever that's that's total bs that's made up yeah.
0: yeah exactly so why but why don't they say then what was happening that was that's where the, again you allow air for conspiracy you allow air right. for for these other theories uh to 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 grow it's like you know a, a post game interaction between two game officials and Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver Mike Evans did not involve a request for an autograph the nfl <laughs> said in a statement tuesday yeah okay Yes, so what did yeah. it involve? You yeah. know, it's like, well, uh, they they were not hitting up for him; they, they, they weren't hitting him up for his autograph. They were settling up the winnings that they got because <laughs> Evans didn't get, get, catch that ball from Brady and win that game, and they dropped that game against Carolina. they were working out all, all you, know, you know, what I mean, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like you. <laughs>
1: Evans like, was in on it. That's why he dropped it. He was in on the bet too. Yeah, like the, to the referees and everything. Like they're all making money.
0: Even Brady himself. Like they're hey, all making money off of this, right? Like you, when you don't address it, when you don't say what was actually happening, then you you open the door. Just squash yeah. it. If it was something as stupid as like uh, maybe you know he wanted uh, him to write a letter to uh, his. Well, that would be an autograph, I suppose. But like to to his you know his his grandchild or who's a big fan. I, I don't know. Like, I don't think people care about that. You apologize for it, you move on. But to not right. even just – to not even say – and then, you know, but also in the NFL statement, they, they make no mention of discipline or um, on, on the officials or, or on, on uh, you know, of course, uh, Evans. But but it's like – so you make mention that the uh, – there's no, you know, discipline going to happen. You know what I mean? So, but what was it about? <laughs> I, just, right. I don't know why. So I, bizarre. I don't know. Am I reading too much into this, Kevin? It's just no, to me, it's just uh, I, <laughs> No, when I when I when I
2: saw this video, the first I was like, what the heck? That was my initial reaction. What the heck is this? This is what's going on behind closed doors what we don't know about uh, referees are getting signatures and stuff. Oh, yeah. Make it out to my son. It's his birthday. Yeah. This is crap, dude. I love the Girl Scout cookie take that you had, by the way. I mean, because that's what I mean, that's ultimately what it looked like, because you're absolutely right. This is what it looks like. They're they're running off from the field. You hear a gentleman's go, hey, Mike, Mike, <laughs> calling him by his first name, you know, and he turns around and it looks like they both put something in his hand and he's, you know, scribbling away on a piece of pad or whatever it was. And we don't know what that is. And so it's, alar- it's definitely alarming. And then it's coming from one of the superstars that happens to play with Tom Brady, where the whole stigma behind Tom Brady's legacy is a, a call here, a call there, definitely changes the game, puts a, a momentum in Tom Brady's favor. We see that year after year with Tom Brady, and so when we see this, it's kind of like it, exactly what you're saying. You puts two into two together for any NFL fan, and this is definitely gonna hurt the product in the long run. Um, because this is there should be none of this that takes place definitely off the field, and if it is something to do with you know in game play, maybe he needs a I don't know what it could be. I don't know you know, but that should be taking place on the field, right? Right after the game, like you don't you don't do it off running out out off of the field, you know, into the the you know going into the locker room, and then hey Mike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just looks awkward. It's a very bad environment to to get caught on camera to do that. And I will say that's the day and age we live in now. It seems like there's nothing you can get away with now. And um, I, I was happy to at least see the footage. And I hope the NFL comes out. I hope the commissioner comes out and clears this up because that's a, it. It's going to take something away from from the game in itself if we see that you know this is going on. It's just there's no place for it.
0: Well, like they said, they were not looking, they were not asking for an autograph. And, and that was good enough for corporate sports media. They all ran the story and they, they just let it lie. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe it was. Maybe the officials were uh, running down uh, Mike Evans and hitting him up for a couple cases of. Thin mints and dosy dose <laughs> for their granddaughters, which would have been fine. Everybody probably would have loved that if that was the case. Anyway, I yeah. just, just, just hope that they would answer that. Um, let's move on real quick to uh, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Uh, um, the uh Chicago Bears surprisingly actually uh beat the New England Patriots 33-14 this was actually just a peculiar game uh Belichick doing the doing the QB bobble uh really literally jumping forth in between both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappa zappy zappy excuse zappy. me zappy Ab zappy, zappy. Zippity, <laughs> ah, zippity, zippity, abba, zappa, um and uh, Anyway, we, we can get to that r- real quick. But uh, uh, then you, of course, had Justin Fields, who, who just had a phenomenal game. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, he was just amazing. Got to give him credit. He, he is the bright, shining light in the NFL when it comes to quarterback talent <laughs> and ability. Uh, he dominated this game um he did have a pretty decent showing for justin fields he threw for 179 yards uh had one touchdown, one passing touchdown uh, and a uh did throw an interception um but uh, he also rushed for a touchdown in 82 yards to boot again i still think that they just need to run that guy and then in the me- in the meantime um you know uh hire somebody else to hike the or receive the snap and hand it off to justin fields and occasionally throw it that would be called a quarterback but i digress <laughs> What was going on with Belichick, and, and what is going on in the greater scheme of Belichick here in New England it, w- without Tom Brady? It's been what three years now. Uh, you would think, uh, being the elite coach that we all thought him to be, uh, he would have it a little more figured out by now. Um, and that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case, especially where he's literally like playing marionette with his quarterbacks. You know, like we talked about earlier with Matt. Uh, excuse me, Matt Ryan. This probably isn't the best uh, 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 best thing to do to your quarterbacks in regards to their just their mental state, where it's like, uh, is it me? Is it him? Is it me? Is it him? It's like uh, Knight the Roxbury. You, me, you, me, you, me, you, me, you, me, you, me, you. <laughs> between uh, Mac Jones and uh, 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 Bailey sure, Zappi. Bailey sup. Sure. Yeah, except... Yeah, so, sure. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you got this? I got this. I got
1: this. You got this. <laughs> we got this? Let's go. Oh Let's both go out Let's there. Let's go, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they go out there and start
1: bumping chests together. That's
0: right. Hey, exactly. So, what's going on? What's going on in New England? Um, what's going on with the Patriots? And uh, you know, is this? Is what are you thinking in regards to Bill Belichick and and uh, what's happening in uh, uh, in, New, in New England?
1: I don't know. It's pretty weird. Um, I mean, Mac Jones threw a terrible interception, so I could kind of see why he he went to zippity doo right after that because he right. had a great game last week. You know, Zappi had a great game uh, and I guess he was thinking maybe I'll just maybe he's still got the hot hand and it paid off, at least at first. You know, they came back and went up 14-13 um, but after that it was just a total disaster. Uh, defense could not get off the field on third down and then uh, Patriots just kept turning the ball over. Uh, a couple of interceptions, I think they had a, a lost fumble as well. Uh, and you can't do that, especially with the, the brightest shining star out of Chicago that we've seen ever since uh, Obama, I think, with Justin Fields. You know, he's going to kill you. <laughs> but, um, but to his credit, you know, uh, I think we, we gave him the good jinx <laughs> to where he went out there and, and had a pretty good game. He was able to extend a lot of plays, uh, very timely. He was able to escape out of the pocket. They didn't have an answer for him and the rushing attack. The Patriots, I thought that they were really going to clamp down on the running. Uh, but Fields was able to, on some of those crucial third downs, extend the play and make some big completions. And the Bears did do something smart. They started rolling him out a lot more. They got him a lot more on the move. He right. wasn't just sitting in the pocket because you got to play to the guy's strengths. Um, to your point, Scott, he's he's a runner. Uh, that's one of his best traits. And he throws pretty well on the move, so you can't just sit him in the pocket. He's not going to pick a team apart sitting in the pocket. And it wasn't working the first several weeks, so they did something new. And maybe that caught the Patriots by surprise, because they didn't seem to have a good scheme for it. And uh, he was able to make some big plays. The turnovers uh, that the Patriots had for sure helped. Um, But a good showing by Fields. But, yeah, the whole thing with the Patriots, I mean – it's kind of weird because it's been several years. It seems like Belichick hasn't drafted well, and he doesn't keep like good players. They don't want to play anyone. I think his ego has gotten way too inflated. He thinks that oh, well, I'm Belichick. If you just run my, you know, my scheme, we're gonna be fine. I could be out here with seven round picks you know, all over the place, and, and we'll be fine, which is not the case. And uh, Mac Jones they drafted him in the first round, so you think that they would stick with him. He's only. You know, they made the playoffs last year with him. It's only his second year. Oh, yeah. So. He, he didn't even make it to Pro Bowl, too. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, you know, like Stafford was still in there. So he, I don't know if Stafford would have made it, but Burrow and Stafford, they were, you know, obviously still in the Super Bowl. So I, I think he got in by, like, kind of default. But, you know, he was good enough. Uh, they were 10-7 and seven last year. He had a solid rookie season. So, you know, he's not hurt. You would think you'd stick with him. Uh so so weird. I think Belichick's ego is kind of getting the best of him. He's he's starting to make some bad calls out there. They were on a good roll. So I was definitely surprised that this game went the way it, it did. Um but yeah, there's definitely some trouble in New England. They're not the juggernaut anymore.
2: I think Bill Belichick is cutting too many of his sleeves off. He's he's forgetting what he's doing. <laughs> his left hand's not cooperating with the right hand. I don't know if he's he's just losing his mind out there. For a second, I thought genius, right? After he put right. Zappy in, and then they go down two different uh, two drives in a row, score, put up some touchdowns, and actually gra- grab the lead again. Uh, didn't see that coming, and then they just threw a dud. Uh, this Whole second half, we've been talking about this for weeks on end. Any team, especially in the league here now, if you're if you're a team and you put up zero in the whole second half, you're gonna lose the game. You know, unless you're no, I'm just gonna say this right now. You're gonna lose the game. Yeah. You cannot go out there and put zero on the board the whole second half and expect to win a game. My biggest shocking surprise was actually not really with Bill Belichick. Maybe he had to give his time uh, time more time to to his guy out there. Maybe he's feeling a little uncomfortable. Maybe feel a little rusty. Uh, we don't really know. I I hope that he's gonna stick it out with uh with Jones or Mac. Uh, yeah, Mac uh, Jones. Uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. I I hope he sticks it out with them. You know, he's a he's an Alabama guy, so he knows how to win. So uh, his his um competitiveness is it's always going to be there. And I think he has the best shot with the Patriots, but what really surprised me was the damn Patriots defense? They look yeah. sloppy, dude. Yeah. They could not stop the run at all. The Bears were not doing anything very impressive. You know their wide receivers. I don't. None of them really had a big day. I mean Mooney was it, he topped out at fifty eight yards. You know, uh, and you got you know um, Fields back there. He's not going to pick you apart. So you would think, okay, stop the run, you can get the game. But they couldn't. They literally couldn't. And that was the biggest difference in this game. Um, Justin Fields was running all over them when he could, and and to to all our predictions, if they keep that going, they would definitely put themselves in a better position to win the game. I don't see, I don't think they're high powered as far as the offense. I don't think they have a lot of playmakers. Um, Montgomery's pretty decent, but um, Justin Fields is not very impressive. He didn't have a big game. Zepe. The gentleman didn't even play the whole game and he still had more passing yards than Justin Fields, even though he did add two picks. Uh, but that should put things in perspective to anybody, to any defense that's playing against Justin Fields. Guys, it's a it's a it's a one-trick pony over there, you know? You <laughs> should be able to run the ball on you. If you can stop the run, you know, you should get this game not a problem. But the Patriots defense looked sour. They looked soggy, they looked soft and at home in New England, which is very surprising. We haven't seen that for a very long time.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the, it's just, uh, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, uh, funny because with Bill Belichick being Tom Brady less, um, you know, it just, I, three years, like I said, I feel like he, he probably would have been a little bit more on track in, uh, by now. And, and like you said, Chris, maybe he's, uh, starting to, uh, like the smell of his own farts. Um, and, uh, Perhaps that's why he uh, speaks in such a muffled (laughs) (laughs) All Alright, let's move on. Uh, But Before we do, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Uh, Give us a five-star review. Share this this show with your friends and uh, you can also join us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Let's get off the sideline and into the Game, All right. Uh, well, the NBA and the NFL, well, they don't mean to gloat, but they're gonna rock your vote. Uh, yes, the NBA will be off on election day. Uh, the league's schedule for the coming season will have all 30 teams playing on November 7th, the night before the midterm elections. The NBA is hoping Teams use that night as an opportunity to encourage fans to get out and vote, plus amplify the need for civic engagement. But on November 8th, which is Election Day, no NBA teams have games scheduled. Teams are being encouraged to share election information, such as registration deadlines, with their fan bases in the weeks leading up to November 8th. And uh, the scheduling decision came out of the NBA's family out of the NBA family's focus on promoting nonpartisan civic engagement and encur- encouraging fans to make a plan to vote during midterm elections. The league said Tuesday, uh, all 435 U.S. House seats will be up for grabs on November 8, along with more than 30 U.S. Senate seats and gubernatory races. It's unusual. We don't usually change the schedule for an external event, James Cadigan, the executive director of NBA's Social Justice Coalition, told NBC, which first reported the league's election day schedule plan. But voting and election day are obviously unique and incredibly important to our democracy. They are very conscious of uh, what is pending come November 8th. A lot of uh, various um, uh, polls are uh, you know seem to be professing a a proverbial red wave coming and it seems that it's all hands on deck uh, across the board uh, for uh, uh, people and, and entities and teams and franchises to do anything and everything that they can do to uh, get uh, the, the the commoner more more importantly the, the, the uh, uh, urban resident to uh, get out and vote. Um, they say nonpartisan, but uh, I, I think that they're, they're, they're hoping for a, a certain outcome here. Um, and so NBA is taking November 8th off. To me, this seems incredibly racist, by the way, where it's just like, oh, if you're a NBA fan... <laughs> You are, you, 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 you are so, you, you uh, value your civic duty, your civic right as an American to vote and have your uh, a voice heard and, and, and have it matter. You, 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 you value this so strongly uh, that a, a mere basketball game, either playing, uh, uh, you know, in, in the town near you or on, on the television is, is enough to derail you completely from your eye on that civic prize and, and uh, uh, influence you not to go out and vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's just that uh, uh, soft bigotry of low expectations, let's just say. Uh, and then, of course, uh, NFL has their NFL Votes um, effort. Um, and NFL Votes is a league-wide nonpartisan initiative that supports and encourages civic engagement among NFL players and legends, club and league personnel and fans. The initiative was founded in August 2020 as a joint effort between the NFL and the NFL Players Association, and focuses on three key components of electoral of the electoral process: voter education, voter registration, and voter activation. Uh, what What are you making of this um, this effort uh, this this uh, uh, coordinated effort? Really. Uh, the, inc- the increased growth of the marriage of politics and sports. Now, sp- politics has always been part of sports, but to, to have these franchise and, and initi- initiatives, like to, to literally cancel day of play in the NBA uh, during a, a voting day and for uh, the NFL votes, uh effort as well which i think it's also interesting and this is me potentially reading way too much into this but NFL votes why did they add the s like it's like the NFL votes opposed to like NFL <laughs> vote it's like no we it's like the votes it's like we all we all have the same mind you're going right. to you know the, the it's this is the NFL's vote you know right. NFL votes um anyway uh like I said I digress but pretty uh, subtle but uh, yeah. no it, I, it, I totally it, get that right right so what do, what do you make of this
1: well i mean to be blunt and frank and just not even beat around the bush this is just election meddling i mean that that's exactly what it is let's call it for what it is there's a reason why the NBA is taking the day off because they know their demographics. They know a a lot of who's watching these games and they want to coerce them to go out and vote. And I'm very surprised that they're not handing out ballots or registration at at games to all the fans. Well,
0: who's to say they're not? Because wow, that, that was kind true. of implied at the, at, in the articles that they're, it's that part of that fan education, uh, you know, that's and true. even the NFL said it, that that it's a, a voter education was the first one. There are three initiatives yeah. of the electoral process. Voter education, what are they going to, how, how are you going to educate somebody? You know, like somebody's going to come walking in and be like, hey man, I don't. I want to vote, but I don't know how to vote or who to vote for. Well, come on in and have a seat, sir. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. We got all the information that you need. Yeah. What source is that from? Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. If you love lockdowns, if you love high crime, if you love inflation, if you want to wear the masks, <laughs> if you like to get you're vexed, right? You boosted. If you love all this stuff and you love that high crime, baby, because your ass is going to get mugged on the way home after this, you know how to vote. Vote blue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's pretty weird. So I, I did watch a video from uh, one of the executives from the NFL who's kind of heading this up, or or was one of the originators of this. Uh, his name's uh, Scott Pioli. And uh, he said that they started this in 2020. So right, right off the bat, you got to ask yourself, why? Yeah, what why happened in 2020? In, why in 2020? Right. Why not 2018? Why not 2016? Why not way back when Obama was getting elected? Why 2020? Who was on the ballot in 2020? Hmm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The big man, that big orange man bad guy. We had to get him out of there. So he said it started in 2020. They're doing it again. And the reason that they created this was to, quote, get voting rights corrected and
0: improved. Corrected and improved.
1: Yes. And another quote, voting rights goes back to equity and equality or lack thereof. So he's saying that somehow people's voting rights are, there's something wrong with that right now. Are are people not allowed to vote? Am I missing something here? Like, I don't understand what's going on with that reason. That is complete and total bunk. It's complete and total BS. People have the right to vote. They can go out and vote if they want to. There's nothing wrong with the system right now. Women can vote. Men can vote. Doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter what age you are. Doesn't matter how much money you got. You can go out there. You can vote. Now, there's some states that they might actually make you show an ID. Yeah. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. If you got, <laughs> you've got the opportunity to go to the DMV and get an ID, you can vote. That's like a requirement. Everybody does that. There's nothing that's discriminatory about that. And to your point of the soft bigotry, it's like, oh, well, these people can't get an ID. Like who, who can't get an ID? Everyone's got an ID. It's freaking ridiculous. Well, you know,
0: exactly. It's like, you can go to the, uh, uh, you know, check cash place. You got to show your ID. You, you can go to the, uh, liquor store. You got to show yeah, your ID, show ID. You, all you, the time. You got to go to a hotel. You got to show your ID. You got to fly. You got to show your ID. You know, you, you, you see a certain, you know, rated movie. You got to show your ID. You know, it's like, <laughs> you got to show your ID for damn near everything. Uh, God forbid we Require you to show your ID and make sure you are who you say you are when it comes to uh, voting, and then go back to this whole like you know uh, the pre. This might seem like a stretch, but the whole like vaccinated thing back in the day when they were you know lying to everybody and telling it it it, you know it 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 kept other people from getting uh, COVID. You know what you showing your ID does is protect. Your vote and protect others' votes as well, exactly. because it's not allowing somebody to just show up willy nilly. Go, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm that person, you know. Like, uh, uh, yep. just just pick a pick a name off the line, you know. Be, and so, so what we're doing is is we're we're, we're protecting democracy for everybody by requiring right. you to to bring an ID. It's all about uh, the spin, you know, not uh, that it's Jim Crow 2.0. By the way, why does their spin always? Have have to rhyme? Why does it always have to be some <laughs> stupid bumper sticker chant? Because it's they're so, all about the slogans. It's simplistic man. and exactly, it's all about the slogans. They're just totally
1: one-dimensional. Just the slogan is all that matters. You can't think two steps ahead. So I was, I was totally shocked by. It. I was. I wasn't shocked because it's already ridiculous. But voting rights goes back to equity and equality or lack thereof. That's just totally bogus. And then in 2020, he said that they use stadiums and they use arenas. It's not like we saw any controversy with any of that in 2020 uh, state farm arena in Atlanta. You know, we saw the, uh, the whole thing with the, the controversy with the, uh, the bust pipe that there was no burst pipe. <laughs> you mean the leaking uh, toilet? Yeah. Yeah. The leaky toilet. <laughs> they had to shut uh, we also down. saw on the, the state farm arena where the people were done counting and they left the building, but the other people stayed behind and they just pull out crates of ballots and just start random through. So it's not like there's going to be any of that going on. Uh, But another thing that he said was uh, another quote, make sure that marginalized communities get the right to vote. That is just a blatant, bold-faced lie. They've got the right to vote. you want to go out and vote, you can vote. So this is ballot harvesting. They're just trying to make sure they get as many people to go out and vote blue as possible. It's it's thinly veiled. Another thing that I thought was pretty interesting slash blatantly obvious was this past Monday Night Football game. Uh, Who did we see on uh, as a guest on the Monday Night Football with uh, the old Manning brothers? We got Obama. Oh, it's because the Bears were playing. It's got nothing to do with, you know, the the election coming up. We're not going to have Obama come out before an election for, for no reason uh no trump on there no no right winger on there you got obama because everyone <laughs> loves obama that's great so you can have him on, on monday night football right in in uh, before an election but yeah it's totally in, impartial um so yeah what happened to all these marginalized communities not having the right to vote in uh, 2012 2008 when obama got elected uh so where was all this before why just now in 2020 and in 2022 it's just it's 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 thinly veiled it's ballot harvesting. Uh, it's the NFL. It's the NBA. It's uh, what we saw with uh, with Facebook and the the Zuckerbucks. It's them putting money and resources into communities where they can get as many blue votes as possible. That that's what it is, and uh, you know that's part of the reason why we started this show is to call out BS like this. And uh, most people are already aware of it, but. For them to come out with all the rhetoric saying that it's it's totally impartial and that they just want people to go out and vote. Everyone already knows this. It's not like this is news. This is, uh, yeah, it's, it's them trying to uh, decrease that red swell.
2: Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I'm kind of in favor of this, guys. Um, I'm kind of liking this idea. The NBA is going to be closed. The only thing is, is I'm kind of scratching my head because I, you know, I, I, I just need more time. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking of the bigger picture. You know, I'm actually thinking of a 2024 election. Can NBA just close till the 2024 election? That would be very nice. I'll be in favor of that. Thank you so much. Um, this is exactly what you guys are talking about this is all pandering this is basically desperate times calls for depth desperate measures and this is what their desperate ass is going to do because they're literally in desperation mode an extreme disease of this whole society they're they're going to the extremes of trying to cure or at least help or drag through a, a a specific party that's actually um hurting themselves and it's getting more toxic and and definitely uh, more corrupt as we speak and this is obviously just a, a huge eye-opener for everybody who's listening to you guys to you guys out there I mean th- this is this is just a, a little tidbit of what's gonna what's to come um, they're just practicing right now they're just seeing what they can get away with and what they can't and, and obviously if we're if we're, if we're all you know in for the freedom if we're all in here for our own rights and and you know everyone's Equal rights to to vote for whoever they feel the best person is for the position, which is what it should be, rather regardless of what color, blue, red, left, right. I mean, we should be voting for the for the for the future of this of this country. Um, we're going to continue to see this because of the big poll, the big businesses that are linked into these political parties, which leads to the whole corruption. And again, this is obviously going to be a conversation way down the road, and we can talk about this for, for hours, basically. Um, I think it's pretty sad uh, that the sports have to get involved with this. Um, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know who came up with this other than maybe a female. Again, nothing against females. Uh, this is kind of one of those neurological issues um, uh, reactions to, OK, yeah, let's think everyone sit. I just picture some like a whole um, team of marketers or sitting around a big oval um, table in a big office and they're literally hmm scratching their head and they're pushing their lips together thinking of how what can we do to to absorb and, and try to grab more voters and because we're going to need it. And this is what they came up
0: with. This is literally
2: what they came up with. They have to justify
0: their positions, like you're saying. I mean, who was it? Uh, James uh, Cadigan, uh, the executive director of the NBA's Social Justice Coalition. He's got an entire coalition. So like you're (laughs) saying, that's that round table you're talking about. I mean, those guys have to have something to do. (laughs) Yeah, and also oh, as okay, as that is to, yeah. But to be to be a fly on the wall in that meeting, that coalition meeting, geez. where it's like they're sitting there and going, okay, what can we do to get even people out there to vote? I mean, we got this red wave coming. We don't want this thing to go way down like we think it's going to go down. So how can we combat this? How can we? Well, we got to get people out to vote. We got to get our people out to vote. You know, uh, you know we sports? know the democratic. You you know? We know the democratic because they're control because they have the dedicated eye. This is what I've been saying. They've got the dedicated, we don't have common space anymore. There is no, nobody watches the Grammys. Nobody watches the the Academy Awards. Nobody goes to the movie theater to watch the same movies. We don't watch the same sitcoms anymore. We don't listen to the same radio stations. The only thing that we have commonality now is either a nightly news slash politics and B sports. It's the only thing. And that's why they want to get control of it. That's why this shit is entering this space. And, it, and, and and there's a lot of men out there just like, oh, I just want to pretend that it's not a thing and, and that, 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 you know, I'm going to ignore politics. Well, it, too bad. They're coming to get you. you. They've already found you. They're here. And you know what? Like, it's, it's, this is where they're at. They are here to stay there, putting their claws and hooks into these franchises, into these leagues on purpose because they know they have those dedicated eyes, just like big tech wanting a piece of Thursday night football Monday night football, Sunday ticket, all that kind of stuff. It's because the dedicated eyes, this is, I'm completely digressing now going to ad space, but it's like I was watching ESPN's uh, Monday night football and in the row, there was like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, on-field reporting brought to you by Adobe Express. Uh, 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 The progressive brings you the kickoff. Uh, Marriott opening lineup. You know, it's like all this had money, all this control because there's these dedicated eyes is that they know they can sell that and politics and politicians are saliv- salivating over this and they know that they can affect uh they can affect people's minds and 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 they can and, and it's a slow drip too because you have somebody for two hours you have somebody that you can just uh chip away at and and uh get your a uh, uh, train of thought uh, across and that's that's why it's so valuable to these people and that's why you have these social justice coalitions within Nba and and uh you know uh, like I said i would love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting because it's like they're sitting there going how can we be imaginative how can we inspire people to go out and vote on November 8th because we see this damn potential red wave coming and we want to stop it and 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 they're like well shit, you can't have basketball that day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have any games, man. <laughs> you got to cut that. Gotta cut, gotta so cut they do that. You know, so, <laughs> oh, anyway, t- uh, total yeah, soapbox you, no, there. But. You,
1: you're total, totally right because everything was <laughs> so separate that. People by and large that were sports fans, they were not into politics. They they love sports and watch sports because they want to get away from that really? crap. So yeah. same thing with movies or, you know, comics or, or whatever. So they've they've they're like a cancer. They spread and they've gotten into every little avenue here, you know, not only controlling social media, but now the businesses, uh, into sports. So they can force feed you propaganda in sports, they can force feed it to you from actual news and, and just blatant state-run propaganda and then also in the movies uh it's just there's almost no escape from it now so that's why you got us people we're going to continue to pull the veil back and uh, sideline this crap well but but this is
0: why but this is why we got you know you as well the listener like you need to call this stuff everybody needs to grab find their voice again and they need to say Dude, you know, like like you're saying, uh, people don't, who typically watch sports don't like politics. They wanted to escape. I just want to watch a damn game now, dude. I I, I don't want to take this on. If I wanted to take this on, I would watch you know, uh, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever. Like I would read the pay, like I. But I want to watch this game right now, you know. Uh, but but like Chris said, it's a cancer. It's coming for you whether you like it or not. And so the what you can do is you can be vocal against it, and you can you can call out the bullshit when you you see it. And and when they're trying to to twist shit around and, and make you believe stuff that's not real, you want to talk about an actual religion where it's like, "Oh, yeah, no, guess what? Just because you think you're a woman, all of a sudden, bing, you're a woman." You know, like when you, we need to call that crap out for what it is and and just say, "No, no, dude, the emperor does have no clothes. I'm not playing this game anymore." But the but the silent majority, man, they're irrelevant. If you continue to be silent, if you continue not to uh, uh vocalize your opinion, uh how you know your based opinion uh, uh in reality common sense if you don't voice that and if you swallow it every time it that cancer just can continue to grow and continue to grow and next thing you know you really won't be able to say anything because your rights to will have have been gone they will have uh, ridden Social off to the sunset. Chris system right on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They would have galloped off into the sunset, just like Matt Ryan in his career, <laughs> with all your all right. tax dollars <laughs> and gas money and everything. <laughs> else. Exactly. Well, we got to move on. Uh, so, real quick, uh, let's uh, uh, check out uh, upcoming Thursday night football tonight. We've got the matchup between the Baltimore Ravens. They are heading to Tampa Bay to take Ooh. on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really interesting. Tom Brady. Chad, Brady is 10 and He's not 1. Playing, right. Oh, He's, gonna go boat. <laughs> He's benched. <laughs> He's 10 and one off three days rest and uh, Tom has only been the home underdog 12 times in his entire career, and he's got a 9-3 wow. record. Uh, so, you know, there's that, but also there's the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense isn't playing very well, and specifically, they're not very good at stopping the run. So that is a, a recipe for disaster when it comes on t- to taking on Lamar Jackson and uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, who, who also seem to have developed their, their run game uh, as recent. So, with wow. that said, what what are you guys thinking about Thursday night? Uh, who's going to take this one? Is this going to be like even more of an, an embarrassing defeat that that we saw uh, Brady drop against Carolina in the, in the Panthers, or or do you think uh you know Brady pulls one out of the hat and uh, 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 has a, a bit of a miracle win? Man, this is tough. Like it, you almost want to say, "Yep, Rome is uh,
1: fallen and they're going to get destroyed," but I just I just can't I can't do it. I think that. The Bucks will bounce back. I think that they'll win a close game because the Ravens sometimes have trouble closing games out. Uh, they, they've had a, a few issues this year with with a couple of games they should have won against the Jets and against the the Bills in particular. Uh, so I, don't know, I just have a feeling that it's going to be close, probably somewhat low scoring because the Bucks, for whatever reason, they just they can't score touchdowns. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I think the Bucs will, will will win a close game. uh that That's where I would put my money on. But at the same time, I could just as easily see a Ravens just completely blowing them out and this just being like a complete debacle, terrible season for the Bucks that they can't really come back from this. But it is a short week. So I don't know. Maybe that's going to play f- to the Ravens' advantage because they're going to want to run more. And the Bucs already have trouble stopping the run and they they're not all rested up. But I just, I just can't bet can't, against Brady bet yet against I mean, Brady, as huh? much as I would love to. <laughs> I just think that he's too competitive. This team is, is too competitive and talented to where they're not going to go out there two weeks in a row and just completely you know, wet the bed. So I, I think that they're going to do enough to win, but it'll be close. Probably a field goal game or something where uh, they should be able to pull away at the end. So we'll see what happens. Very interesting. But a Ravens demolishing them would be great. <laughs> Guys, my prediction is pretty simple. Guys, Mike
2: Evans seen spotted doing signatures <laughs> for the right. refs. Evans is gonna go off for three hundred <laughs> yards. Look, Yeah, Mike <laughs> Evans is gonna have three touchdowns. Three different (laughs) passing interference calls. Tom Brady, they're going to sail away and get a win. No, honestly, um, I wouldn't be surprised. It's in Tampa Bay. If this is, I mean, maybe we'll see this visually. Maybe we'll see it this game where the refs literally take over this game. And then we can point back again to this video and say, hey, you guys need to investigate this crap because this is a bunch of bull. Um, any, any betting man, um, any NFL—sorry, not Betty man—but any NFL fan just looking at this game, we're going to pick the Ravens right off the bat. Um, Tampa Bay's defense looks very subpar at the at this moment. Uh, their offense looks terrible. It looks like they can't run the ball at all. They're putting way too much time, um, uh, way too much um, possession in Tom Brady's hands. Tom Brady's typically a three step quarterback you know he's going to get that rid of the ball very quickly his offensive line sucks so they can't keep the guys off of him and that's pretty much the problem the, the game the plays aren't opening up enough for him before he has pressure on him and then they're running games is obviously suffering, so they literally have no different outlet. They don't, they, he's not a scrambler, he's not going to roll out of the pocket, he's going to stay there. He's very immobile at this at what 45 he's so it's a pretty uh pinch tone offense, and so it should be easy for the Ravens defense. However, with Ravens defense looking the way they did last uh, week against what the Browns. Dude, they could not stop. They look so soft. Marcus Peters over there trying to arm tackle all day long. They they have a very <laughs> soft secondary. Um, their defense is not very impressive at all, so this could be a bounce-back game for the Tampa Bay. Um, but I'm going to stick with my gut. If I'm going to pick one, I am going to pick for the Ravens to, to kind of top them. I think uh, Lamar Jackson will will have another big game, but uh, we, we'll be watching the rest for sure.
0: Yeah, this one should be interesting because um – you know I I'm not gonna go as far as say it's a must win for for the Buccaneers but it's it's feeling like it uh, especially yeah. at home and you look at the NFC south and you have uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, with a record of three and four and, and they're matched with the Atlanta Falcons right for for, for the uh, first and second slot in their division so so they're obviously neck and neck uh, and then meanwhile you, you you cut to the AFC Uh, AFC South and um, excuse me the uh, AFC North and you have uh, the Baltimore Ravens and their four and three along with the Cincinnati Bengals four and three and both of these teams neck and neck first and second slot in each of their divisions with the other two teams um, you know well beneath them several games away so it does feel like a bit of a must-win it's a big game. Uh, on most sides, it's a big game. That's a better way of putting it, Chris. Definitely big game. Uh, so, so I think that you're going to see the best effort uh, from both teams. So it, it it should be a very good Thursday night game. That's yeah. quite unusual for Thursday night so far. Um, there's been a lot of, a lot of really bad... Thursday night games, a, a lot of uh, uh, sleepers and snoozers, um, but I don't think that this is going. This one's going to be that. I think tonight it's going to be. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be close. Or it's going to be a Baltimore is just going to blow him out, and uh, it's going to be the complete fall of Rome. Everybody's going to just realize it that uh, Tom <laughs> Brady is is uh, riding in tandem with Matt Ryan, galloping into that proverbial <laughs> sunset. Uh, and uh, wouldn't that be so nice? But um, we'll see. This is this I think is a must win definitely for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's brand, uh, and uh, you know if he gets it done tonight, I think then that. You know, staves off the wolves a bit uh, and staves off those that are questioning whether or not he's he's still relevant. So I'm looking forward to it. Going to be checking it out for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll see how what happens all right, guys. Evans going to of... show
1: up with a whole bunch of
0: autograph memorabilia yeah. ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, you'll Russ, find it all on the back. I got organot. you. That's right. I if you. I if I see a stack of uh, Girl Scout cookies on the sideline that the <laughs> uh, the officials are start standing by, uh, I'll know something's up. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Sideline the Agenda. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast by following us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, follow your podcast entertainment. You can also subscribe to us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Tell your friends about the show and uh, yeah, make sure to follow us every single time that you can. I'm Scott. That's Kevin. That's Chris. This is Sideline the Agenda. See you next time.